Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. So welcome back. I told everybody you were on assignment last week. I don't want to bother anybody with, ooh, what's wrong? Nothing was wrong. We just, we say in the radio business, you were on assignment. I was on assignment. Yeah, so, but we're glad you're back. An assignment to stay in bed. Yeah, we are glad you're back. It was nothing, no, don't, do not read into that. So, she is fine. We're all good here, so. I am healthy as a horse and ready to roll. All right, so welcome back. Here's the guest we have for your welcome back. I am so excited for the very, 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 very special guest that we have today, Miss Deborah Mathias. This is actually my first opportunity to meet you in person, but your reputation has preceded you. Oh, I have heard nothing but fantastic things about you from Mike and a lot of other people as well. So wow. thank you for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. And I have a testimonial about Deborah that led to some funny connections, which I'm sure you've seen. <laughs> I went and did a one-on-one with you. This must have been September, October, maybe. Somewhere around My there. LinkedIn wasn't doing anything. And right. I and you looked at it, and you were nice. <laughs> but I know you want to say, dude, now I know why it's doing nothing. <laughs> Improper. You just, you ch- when I changed my title to coach, podcaster, uh, all the other consultant, just because right. you know what you're doing, we're going to get words. into that. Yeah. Now I get all kinds of connections because I've learned people just Google or they, they LinkedIn hashtag business coach and right. you know, stuff comes up. So I get requests from Australia, England, all over the place. And it's always, hey, Mike, I see that we kind of run in the same circles. I'd love to connect with you. I'll give you a shot. So I hit connect. And it's now two out of every five. Eight minutes later, here comes a sales pitch. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, dude, come on. Aren't you right. going to even ask how I'm feeling today? Right. It's like a day. You want me to sleep with you, but at least buy me dinner. Right. <laughs> nothing. Could, could I have a drink first? Something. <laughs> yeah, but nothing. So, but it has done wonders. So I am a walking testimony of what Deborah can do to help you get found on LinkedIn. We're going to get to that. We've got her here for a couple of, of uh, podcasts, but we're going to get into a little bit of how Deborah got here first. So. Okay. Well, my first question that the listeners are just dying to know is just tell us a little bit about your background. Who are you? Who am I? (laughs) Oh, boy. How far do we want to go back? (laughs) We want a nice, succinct answer. Okay. I was born and raised on Kildare Farm Road in Apex, North Carolina. Oh, in Apex? I was the third baby born in Fuquay Verena Hospital. Nice. And so I am a native North Carolinian by birth. And uh, at 18 years old, I decided to get married and moved to Columbus, Ohio, where I was married uh, for about three, three and a half years. And that didn't work out, but that's okay. He's still a friend of mine. We still are in contact with each other. <laughs> it and, sounds like her and her ex-boyfriends. Right, exactly. She sold houses you to gotta, a couple of them. you got to yeah. remain friends. I try to <laughs> not do. have any anima- yeah. animosity with anyone. My th- biggest thing in life is never to burn a bridge. Because you never know when you have to cross it again. Exactly. And I feel like I'm a fairly good judge of character. And the people that I've dated are really amazing human beings. They just weren't the right human being for me. Exactly. So in 1983, I moved back to North Carolina, took care of my mother. She went through a four-part coronary bypass. Uh, In 1987... 
I moved back to Columbus, Ohio, where I met the man, Dennis Mathias, that I've been married to for 30 years. And the key I'll tell anybody is marry your best friend because mm. he's truly my mm -hmm. best friend. And literally, how did you two meet? At a bar. Nice. <laughs> a friend of mine, I'd only been back in Columbus a couple of weeks, and my friend goes, hey, let's go to this bar. They have a great spread. We'll buy a drink and, you know, eat dinner. Yeah. I'm like, okay, great. So he was standing across the bar, and I, they had been watching me. I had no idea. I look across the bar, and I see him, and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> now, of course, he was leaned over on the bar. I didn't realize he was 6'2", but uh, so I went and told his friend that I would like to meet him mm -hmm. and went up and stood on the steps, waited for about 15 minutes, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm starting to look stupid. <laughs> so I'm starting down the steps. He came up. Next thing I know... Asked me to dance, and the rest, they say, is history. We just celebrated Aww. our 30th anniversary. Congratulations. I like women because my wife falls into this category of just blowing right through a red flag to meet a guy. Right. Because if it had been anybody, almost almost anybody else, you were gone at, at eight minutes. Oh, yeah. But something made you stay for something 15. Something made yeah. me stay. Yeah. It was like, you know, I just, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, because me, I'm usually three minutes. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> but... I um, married my best friend. Go. Nope. So then I moved back to North Carolina. We did uh, April 4th of 2016. So this April 4th will be here exactly four years. All right. Welcome back. Yes. Thank you. Glad to have you Glad back to here. Be home. Oh, yeah. So what do you think of the differences in the Apex and Fuquay area? Ooh. <laughs> As when I grew up, when yeah. I grew up, it was a, like cow pastures. Rural. Yeah, Rural. cow pastures. I mean, you know, Kildare Farm Road, where I grew up, is corral now. They help um, at risk youth. I look and it still kind of looks the same, but at the corner there was Wombles uh, Dairy. And now there's a shopping mall there. So, right. you know, it's like <laughs> I've come back, and even though we visited. Throughout the 30 years that we were, have been married, we'd come home and visit. And it just, until you move here, you don't realize that there are that many people in the Triangle area. But mm. we've got 68, the numbers change weekly 68 to 72 people yeah. moving New people here. Coming in yeah. right. each day. Yeah. As a realtor, Which she is loves a those target numbers. rich <laughs> environment yeah. for me for career <clears throat> transitioning. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. For both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sell them a house and they can change jobs all they want. They can change it three times once they buy the house, right? right. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just don't change during <laughs> buying your house. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you Not very much. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the scope of your business? Tell us a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. I have three things that I do. I either go into companies physically and train their sales staff or from the VPs all the way down, how to grow, market, and promote their business on LinkedIn, or find a career on LinkedIn, or I teach recruiters how to hire on LinkedIn and how to find the right candidate. Because it's tough for HR professionals to really know who's a good candidate. Mm. So I help the career transitioning people get their profile stellar so that they can get found on LinkedIn. So that's what I do. I awesome. train professionals to m anybody to market themselves. And what's the name of your company? 
Connect to clients. Connect to clients. Keeping it nice and simple. Nice and simple. Tells everybody what they're going to get, right? You know, I've had so many people throughout my career say, you know, connect to clients. You need to have like a jazzier name or a more professional Mm. name. And I'm like, look, Mm. I'm all about transparency. Connecting people to each other is what I do. Mm -hmm. It's my passion. That is truly my passion is connecting people to do great things together. If I can do that, I've done my job. How'd you land on that name? It's really funny. How I got, let me tell you, let's start with networking with LinkedIn first. Networking with LinkedIn, the courier company that I worked for Mm -hmm. in Columbus, Ohio. Well, as we all know, like now, in 2008, the world went sideways. Stock market dropped like now, and nobody was seeing salespeople. I mean, Mm -hmm. nobody. (laughs) Not even my clients would see me because nobody wanted to let go of their money. So I got on LinkedIn, and I started connecting with people and literally took my client list and prospect list and started connecting with them on LinkedIn. So the owner of the courier company came in one day, and he looked at me, and he goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm networking with LinkedIn. So how I named my company Connect to Clients, because that is truly what I started doing on LinkedIn, was connecting with my clients to show them who I was, and the difference that I saw, because it really confused me why I was taking people candy and cups, I was pizzas, everything, nothing was working. What made the difference between me being on LinkedIn and them seeing me and reaching out through a message on LinkedIn and saying, okay, I'll see you, versus me picking up the phone, texting, emailing, And I realized it was credibility. They could look at my LinkedIn profile and see my education, the jobs I'd had. How long you'd been in How long I'd been doing what I'd been doing. They could see my credibility. The one thing that I share with people about LinkedIn, your about section, the first three sentences. You only get three sentences. Make it personal. Mm -hmm. Mine says... I'm a former race car driver, a Duke Blue Devil fan, and a 17-year breast cancer survivor. So I've checked three boxes, people that love sports, people that love motorsports, people that know people that have cancer. Everybody knows somebody. Mm -hmm. So I've connected with the person that's looking at my profile, and they go, wow, I like racing, or I like to, and even if they're not a Duke Blue Devil fan, we've got enough NC State, Wake Forest, (laughs) UNC, you know, Michigan, Ohio State. Everybody has a team, so at least they know I know sports. So I tell people to keep it real. The first three sentences, you've only got, in today's social media world, you've Mm -hmm. only got three sentences for me to like you. And if you start out going, my name is Deborah Mathias, and I'm a LinkedIn trainer, and I've done this. And nobody cares. They really don't. It's like a Snooze. billboard on the interstate. You can't have right. three paragraphs. You get an image, a couple an of words image, that I can read. Yeah. Today in social media, people scan. They yeah. don't read. No. Um, Even HR directors, when they look at somebody's resume, that's why I teach people to make a PDF of their LinkedIn profile to send to HR because they'll read that summary. Mm-hmm. They'll read that about section. And they may find that you belong with their company because you and Sally in accounting have something in common. So it's all about connecting with the person. Again, going back to connect, 
That's why I named my company Connect to Clients, because that's truly what I show people how to do. We're going to get to the point that she's a Michigan fan. You're an Ohio State grad. We'll get to that later, okay? <laughs> yeah, I saw that we'll on the bottom of yeah. the paper. That's why I put it there, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a so, I'm yeah. Just, oh, I'm just, damn, yeah. I'm just, uh, yeah, I don't I'm know if I took you just this take podcast if I don't know that. No, now, <laughs> just Of your just three joking. points, race car driver, Duke, and breast cancer, which of those do you get the most connection with people from? Actually, um... None. You don't get conversations from people about this? I get conversations. Those? Or excuse me, from, I should say conversation. More I get connections, com- yeah. The most that I get conversation yeah. from is the sports, yeah. actually. Down here, yeah. Yeah, down here, yeah. Especially, <laughs> actually, across the world. Because the even they people do, in yeah. other com- countries will go, you know, soccer is their thing mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But they know I love sports. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's where it's that commonality of having a passion about something. Yes, Letting people get to know you. Yeah. Be transparent. Yeah, and down here, you kind of have to pick a team. If right. you're going to live in the Triangle, <laughs> which is for those True. not in the Triangle, it's Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill. We've got Duke, Carolina, right. State, Wake, not Wake Forest anymore. But, yeah, you kind of right. have to pick a team. And Trinity's, they got State, her and Scott. Right. Scott's dad, Scott's family is through State, right? Yeah. 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 Well, so she's actually, when I grew up, I've got, when I was three years old, I was an NC State fan because... The Valvano years for me were like nothing else. I love Jim Valvano. And I've got like a little sweater in a one of those mirror boxes of when I was three years old, an NC State sweater. That's so, so cute. I know it's precious. I found it. My mother <laughs> sent it to me and I'm like, I gotta put this in a yeah. box. This yeah. is so cute. So nice. I've been a sports fan since way little. Yeah. My mom was a breast cancer survivor, cancer. Another cancer got her, but she survived that. My sister-in-law, breast cancer survivor. Most people have no idea how many people have had that right. and survived it. Right. I wish, yeah, I wish that there were, you know, and this is something I actually have thought about doing is starting a survivor's, you know, group or something mm-hmm. like that. There are plenty, Yes. But you'll need a big building for that. Yeah. Which is good. Right. Yeah. But do it virtually because yeah. that's where we are in today's All world. over the world, yeah. Right now. All over the world. Virtually. So, well, good for you. Good for Thank you. I'm you. happy that you did. I know my mom was, they got hers early, which was good. The one thing that I would like to say about cancer and no matter what kind of cancer it is, we need to take care of the people that take care of the people mm-hmm. because the caregivers... I fell in love with my husband all over again, watching him watch me go through mm-hmm. that disease. And it's just heartbreaking because they do, they know they're helpless. They can't do yeah. anything. Yeah. So. Well, good. That's yep. a good story. I like that. You had a question. I know you're writing stuff down. I'm writing questions down over here. Left and right. I'm writing questions down because I know that our listeners are dying to know about what advice you have for other business owners. If you had one nugget. One nugget? Yep. You only get to share one nugget of advice. What's the number one piece of advice that you would share with other small business owners? If you don't have a social media platform... You are going to be left in the dust. Can you unpack that a little bit for us? Absolutely. I can pack it down to the finite. (laughs) (laughs) LinkedIn gives you the opportunity to tie your Twitter account to it. Set up a Twitter account and have your LinkedIn, anything you do on LinkedIn, tied to your Twitter account. 
Facebook is never going to go away, I don't think. It's Mm-mm. become unpopular. At, I'm not going to say unpopular, but it's become less popular since Microsoft's acquisition of LinkedIn in 2016 because Microsoft is doing tremendous things with LinkedIn these days. So you need to have someone in your back pocket. If you don't know how to do social media, get trained or get somebody that does know how to do social media because, friends, it's not going away. It's just going to be even more in the next year. We're all going to have to learn how to be more social media savvy to get our message out, especially for small business. I know social media is a generational thing. Yes. Uh, there are people that still fight you, like my age, oh, 58 yeah. and up. Oh, look. They still tell you, no, honey. And I'm, I'm sure oh, yeah. you get, no, honey, no, yeah, sweetie. No, right? sweetie. <laughs> you know, most of my clients, this will blow your mind, most of my clients are 50-plus in age. But my biggest demographic that looks at my website is 25 to 34. Interesting. So I'm hitting 25 to 54 hard. And that's great because... I've got my keywords in all my social media spread out across different platforms. And you have to do that to effectively draw in your target client. Don't do the spaghetti method. You need to pick, sit down, get with someone so that they can show you whatever your business is, whether it's service or it's, you know, whatever. You've got to have a plan. I think it goes back to a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about how it drives me crazy when people don't have a website. Oh, right. Gosh. When they, yeah. Absolutely. if you can't find them on the web, the very next place I go is either LinkedIn or Facebook to see if they have a business page. Right. Because I want to verify that they're a real business. If I can't find them mm-hmm. on the web and if I right. can't find them on social media, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little concerned that they're not a legitimate business well, if they're not taking the time to do that. Because until I moved here in 2016, I ran a successful business without a website. I would tell everybody to go to LinkedIn and look at my credentials, my recommendations, mm-hmm. and everything. But you're right. Any small business must have a website to, again, have credibility. Mm-hmm. It's accepted now, and people look at you funny if you don't, don't have, have it. Don't have a website, right. Whereas before, it's like, what are you doing with that? <laughs> they'll, do- never, right. they'll never catch that's on. What right. my husband, yeah. That's exactly what my <laughs> husband said when I moved here, but you've been doing everything good through LinkedIn. Why do you need a website? I go, well, nobody in Raleigh knows me. Yep. Yep. I kind of think that everybody that meets me when I go out networking is going to go straight to LinkedIn. They're going to go and look for a website. I go, got to have a website. <laughs> so, yeah, it's imperative. You are also a, you talked about being a corporate and individual trainer, a keynote speaker, which we know we could just hit record and we could be here till sun goes down, which we'd all be fine with. You're also an adjunct professor at Wake Tech, right? Yes. How often do you teach classes? And they're on LinkedIn, the classes you teach? No, these are in person. My uh, Wake Well, no, I meant about LinkedIn. Oh, about LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. How often do you, how many classes do you teach a year? Um, I teach and am. Um, the only teacher for LinkedIn for the launch program, which is a small business Mm -hmm. program that Katie Gales at Wake Tech initiated and put together for small business people to learn how to do business. It goes from how to set up a business plan, how to get financing, how insurance, LinkedIn, social media, everything. It's a it's called the Launch Wake County program. 
and I am the um, LinkedIn trainer for Wake Tech for that program. When students walk into that class, what do you think or what do you find out their expectations are? I think when they first walked in, walk in and because everybody that trains with me whether it's a corporate fortune 500 company or a solopreneur gets a pre-training worksheet okay. and you have to fill out that pre-training worksheet before you even train with me i will not mm. even train you until you've i think i did that too yeah. you did i did yeah the reason that i do that is because when you're a small business person or a fortune 500 company even though you may have a marketing plan, you need to know how to do it on LinkedIn. Based on the information they give me are who are your top eight companies that you want to get in to do business with? Who are the eight people you want to ask for a recommendation? You know, these are questions they need to have solidified. Bring me your logo for your company so we can put it in your banner. Have a nice picture done. So I help them build the profile. So getting back to your question, I believe that their expectation is this woman's going to grill me. And the one thing that Katie said that really, it's been one of the greatest things and it made my heart swell was she goes, you don't criticize people for what they don't have. She said you effectively show them how to build their brand on LinkedIn. Uh, when I got done with the training with you, I felt like I've moved from 1977 to 2019. <laughs> I walked out of there feeling very excited and very like, oh God, I've just missed the boat. So. And that's how I want, you know, everybody to feel when they leave a training with me, like I've got it. I can mm -hmm. get it done. I know I can do it yep. because that is one of my aspirations too, is to be a motivational speaker at some point in my life. I think you're going to get to that. But back to your point about making it personal. And Trinity, we've had this conversation all the time. In her world, it is. As right. a realtor, because they got to oh trust my gosh. her. They're about to yeah. spend the most money they're ever going right. to spend in their life. They're, and, right. Yeah, and they got to know her and trust her. Right. Because when they come to you, and I used to train at the Columbus Board of Realtors in Columbus, Ohio. I won't hold it against 30, you. <laughs> 30 realtors. Yeah, really. 30 <laughs> realtors about every other month. I would teach the realtors. With LinkedIn, you've got a great platform to let people know who you are because they got to trust you before mm -hmm. they hire you to sell their home Absolutely. or help them buy a home because like you said this mm -hmm. is a lot of coin mm -hmm. well even her intake forms with meeting with new clients and we've adopted a lot of that with us as well it it connects the personally right because she wants to know about them and they want to know about her and i've I kind of knew it was because a lot of money involved, but the longer we, she and I have worked together, realized like, dang, they really do have to know you and like you and know you no just like got well, married. We and, yeah. spend a lot of time together, and I know mm -hmm. intimate details about mm -hmm. their life. Right. So yeah. that takes a lot of trust. Absolutely. And it takes a lot of trust to work by referral because my referral partners right. that are the ones making these introductions, their reputation is now on the line whenever they refer a client to me. So... I have to make sure that that client is so well taken care of that when they go back to that referrer, all they have is a glowing recommendation. Exactly. That's and what I tell people. You've got to, you know, your referral partners are an extension of your business. Mm -hmm. Well, and you two are the same. You both work from nothing but referrals, right? right? Yeah. Same thing with Trinity. I mean, that's, and that's hard to do in the real estate world is building to a point where, yeah. 
Uh, you're not going to see my face on any bench. Her fa- wouldn't her face look great on the side of a bus? Wouldn't that smile look just wonderful? I'm going to start a GoFundMe for that because I just want to see <laughs> yeah. one. No, you're like I, would I am. Just, I would um, just die. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> Mike's been pushing for this bus for months oh, yeah. now. Every realtor that I've ever met, and I've met some really, really good ones, and I've met some really, really not so good ones. The ones that succeed truly have a passion for relationships because it's not nor will it ever be about the money in our world. Mm-hmm. It's about the relationship. The money will come yep. and the referrals will come if you provide a good service, yep. get to know your client. And keep in contact. And keep in touch. Yep. That is my touch. partner. You just explained my partner touch. without even meeting her. You right. Yes. Her up, exactly. So. so I get the feeling that we have a lot in common. I believe we do. I know that I've had some struggles and things in my career that have built me to be the person that I am today. So what has been the biggest challenge that you've overcome in your business? The biggest challenge that has always been... Um, my biggest struggle with what I do is making people understand what LinkedIn truly is. When LinkedIn first came out, they were seen as a place that you go and put your resume on and you find a career. And it was a job site place. Mm -hmm. The difference and what sets me apart from every other LinkedIn trainer in the world is The only thing I have ever used LinkedIn for was to build relationships and grow, market, and promote my business. Microsoft LinkedIn is doing a great job of educating people now that LinkedIn is more than just a place where you go and find a job. It's not like Monster. Right, it's not like Monster or Indeed. It is truly a professional networking site for professionals to network. The people that get that are great. The people that don't get that, and I have to explain to them what it is. But that's my biggest challenge is people not understanding what the format is. Yeah, like all the people that freaking spam me. Yeah. Oh, man. Right. But oh, I get yuck. a lot of emails. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, when you meet people, it's kind of like dating. It takes you a minute to figure out they're not going to get it, and they don't care to get it. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you, you're you under a minute now, aren't you, as long as you've done it? I'm about you 20, tell. 20 seconds. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, I, 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 I can go in a room and I can talk to a room of 20. Yeah. And within 20 seconds of me speaking, I can look at their face mm-hmm. and tell, yeah. oh, I get this. Now, it may happen during the course of my, you know, free 30-minute speaking engagement to them to where they go, oh, wow, yeah, okay, I get it. I've even had appointments with people and sat down and they sit down and do a one-on-one with me and they sit down and they're like I don't get it and I went okay let's let's let you get it first because <laughs> <laughs> till you get it we can't proceed because yeah. you really need to get it yeah a couple of things I know Trinity will like here on your passions and interests not only martial arts but I know Trinity liked that you're a feng shui follower yes okay I know she's when all we about renovated our home on Ten uh, Ten Road, that was one of the things we did. We took it to the studs, and 
we kind of did like a free and positive thoughts could flow through flow the through home. The, that's awesome. Yep. So, yes, I've been a feng shui or however you how are you say, I don't so, yeah, know. Yeah. I hear, and I've got one of the best ladies on LinkedIn. I have to mention her. Her name is Laura Staley, and she's in Charlotte, North Carolina. She is a feng shui master. I mean, this woman has forgot more about feng shui than I'll ever know. When I was in Columbus, Ohio, was really the one that got me into feng shui and That's what awesome. it means. I know that I've had a few clients <clears throat> that are like, if my house doesn't face certain right. direction, yeah. then I can't garden. And, and it wasn't until I bought my last house that's facing the wrong direction mm. that I realized the mm. importance of... Right. positioning and yeah. how it can affect your mood. And I'm a big fan of natural light. Me too. So if I don't have natural light in my space, it right. puts me into a depression. I made my husband move a bookcase one time because it was sitting in front of where I read at night. And he goes, I got to move this bookcase because you're saying daggers come out of the bookcase. That makes no sense to me. And I go, <laughs> it's bad feng shui. And he goes, yeah. Okay, I'll move the bookcase. <laughs> After he moved the bookcase, I couldn't read there because I would fall asleep. I was so relaxed. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, maybe I should have left the bookcase. You know? But yeah, I've got three coins on out. my uh, change purse in my pocketbook. So. If you want to know more about Deborah, you can go to connecttoclients.com. Uh, a, read up about her and realize you're an idiot like me if you haven't gotten with her. But B, also learn more about what she does and how you can schedule a session with her. If you will go to our website and all of our podcasts, if you will rate, review, and subscribe, we would appreciate it. And we will see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.